0: This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Surfshark. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Jumping in an Elevator, the podcast where I full stop. Special shout out today goes to one of my top tier patrons, Chainsaw. My wish for you today is if you're biking, you have bike lanes plenty. Right. And we'll get into that because I'm newly a bike rider. Um, Not as in first time riding a bike, as in I'm a bike rider. Like there's a distinction and I don't think people really acknowledge that. So we'll talk about that. But girls, before we get stuck into everything, got a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Surfshark. Surfshark is a weapon. A VPN, a virtual private network, available as an app and a browser extension that lets you access content from so many places around the world, babe, that you usually wouldn't be able to access and also helps you browse securely online. Let's talk about both of those use cases I just mentioned. First one, being able to access content from anywhere around the world. Let's say you want to watch Pretty Little Liars as you are contractually obliged to, of course. It's in the contract of existence that you have to watch Pretty Little Liars. And if it's not available on Netflix in your country, just change your location to say Netflix Canada, and then you can watch it on there. And then for browsing securely online, you know, the world's opening back up, the girls are starting to go into national, and let's say, You have not got an international SIM card. You've just walked into McDonald's public Wi-Fi, and you're like, great, let me do all my private banking. (laughs) But if you are in that situation, switch on your VPN and then all your data that's sent from your device to the internet is encrypted. And we absolutely love that. Now, one of the great things about Surfshark is that you only need one account and you can use it on an unlimited amount of devices. So phone one, phone two, laptop one, phone three, even all the girls. If you head to the link in the description and use my code jumping, that's J-U-M-P-I-N-G, you're gonna get this ripper of a deal. 83% off plus four extra months for free. That's like a third of the year. Surfshark offers a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk for you to try it out for yourself. So make sure you head to that link in the description and use my code JUMPING to get that deal. Thank you, Surfshark, sponsoring the podcast. Let's get back to it. Yeah, a lot has happened since the last podcast episode. How have you all been? I personally... Look, I have been slaying. Like, of course I've been slaying. When am I not slaying? So me saying that I've been saying is not really anything new. we kind of already knew that. Um, I would say between the last uh, podcast of the episode and now we have done the full cycle of Yas and Yasification into the public sphere, and now I think Yas has died. Yes, I know, coming out swinging on this episode 49, but it has to be said because I think Yas is dead. Yas is dead, everyone. The locals got to Yas. Oh, she passed away. I don't know. We'll see if there's a Yas revival. I think, you know, the Yassify bot and everything has something to do with it. But as soon as the locals started posting Yass edits, I was like, well, we're done. It's over. Because that's the meme cycle, right? As soon as something reaches the general public... Or Facebook. Oh, God. If it gets to Facebook, then it's well and truly over. Because, okay, quick timeline of how things move on the internet. Something starts on Twitter. It's very funny. I'm not saying Yas started on Twitter. It definitely did not. Yas started in, like, ballroom culture. Queer people of color. 1980s, I think. Anyway, fast-tracking a few years. Like, 40 years. Twitter. Then we go to um, Instagram. Then it goes to Facebook. So... If it gets to Facebook, then it's the end of the line for that meme. I would say, also, why is my laptop sounding like the plane the Aria flew in season two, episode 22 of Pretty Little Liars? Great segue by me. Time to talk about Pretty Little Liars. Yes. The reason why I have not been doing podcast episodes and also haven't been making YouTube videos for the last three and a half weeks is because I was in the trenches. Like, I was in the trenches. Truly, truly, truly fighting doing this Pretty Little Liars video. I'm looking at it right now because the way this room is set up, behind me is the girls, the pop girls, and then across from me is the Pretty Little Liars investigation board on the wall. And it's complete up to season three. At the moment I need to film the second part of the video series that will be in the next couple of weeks. But don't worry, I'm not taking another break again. It's all good. You can calm down. Stop screaming, please. I can hear from here. Ugh. Waking up the neighbours bag. Um, Yeah, so I did a Pretty Little Liars video where I went through and did a very in-depth plot recap for season one, two, and the first half of season three, which totals 60 episodes because I included the season three Halloween episode, episode 13, episode 60. A great episode, a classic, a staple of modern TV, if you will. That video was so much work. Like, Let me just talk you through the work required for that video so obviously if i'm going to talk about a tv show i need to watch the tv show i've watched pretty little liars heaps of times but i need to watch it fresh you know those fresh insights and be taking notes and that kind of thing so that is already 60 times 0.75 so 45 hours um well that was really quick maths is that correct now i'm stressing that that was not correct no that's correct well i still have it guys i still have it my maths ability. Um, so yeah, 45 hours. And then I went through and wrote the recap for each episode because I wrote notes for each one while I was watching it, but you know, you got to get the overall narrative, right? So I went through and wrote that, that was like 25 to 30 pages, somewhere in there. That was a lot. Um, and then I had to print all the pictures and all the labels and everything, and then actually make the board, which took ages as well. And then the recording, oh my God. The reason why I'm wearing so many outfits in the video is because it took so long to record. Like, I think I had about eight hours of footage of me talking about Pretty Little Liars, and then I had to edit that. Can you imagine? Can you freaking imagine? Let me sip my K-pop sticker water bottle. The reason why the editing was such a nightmare is because I find, I feel like this is a pretty normal thing after looking at my own face for so long, I start to get angry, like just seeing myself. I'm like, ew, you're so annoying. Can you not? So sometimes I think like it, it would be good if you were a narcissist to be a YouTuber cause then you like wouldn't get annoyed editing. You can just be like, good for me. I look great. I was getting so fucking angry. I was like, oh, this is so annoying. I hate this. Why am I a YouTuber? So that's why it took so many days to edit it as well. And then, yeah, put that shit out. It's an hour and 52 minutes long, or something like that. And it is doing so well, like unexpectedly well. So, first of all, thank you everyone for supporting that video. To be honest, I spent so long making it that I started to think that people were going to hate it, and then I just completely wasted my time because YouTube's quite stressful like that. I guess any creative profession, freelance, is stressful like that, where because I'm setting my own schedule and our workflow and everything. If the video did bad, that meant that I wasted like three weeks of reliable income on this like big bet. So, it looks like it's paying off. So, I, I appreciate the support on the video. Um, I definitely want to do more. So, obviously, I need to do part two and three of the Pretty Little Liars one. And then I'll do some ones for other shows. But it's not a once-a-week type thing, babe. These are like three, two to three weeks. I think the next Pretty Little Liars one will be two weeks after the first one. Um, and then if I want to do another show, I've got to watch it and everything like that. So, but, yeah, I'm enjoying long form content it seems like people are it was also a hypothesis that i had that youtube is starting to favor and pivot towards longer video essay type content because tiktok has really just taken that short form space they tried it with youtube shorts but i don't know my opinion is youtube shorts are flopping like i'm not going to post a youtube short ever same way that i'm never going to post a reel like what business do i have posting a reel like i don't know Reels just aren't for me. They're just not for me, I'm sorry to say. If you're a Reels stan, good for you. It could not be me. Good for you, post your Reels. End of rhyme. That was great. Olivia is jealous. Alright, next thing I wanted to talk about. The bikeification of Mike's, Mike's bike. Bike's bike. Renaming the channel to Bike's Bike. So, during lockdown, I'm not in lockdown anymore, but during lockdown, I was furious at my options for transport. Okay. I had my legs because I can walk, which is fun. So I was like walking around places in my five kilometer radius, which was fine, like whatever. And then if I really need to push the limits of that five Ks and go right to the 5.0, then I'd get like an Uber or something. But sometimes Ubers are just expensively annoying, you know, not annoyingly expensive. They're expensively annoying. And sometimes I just don't want to talk to the driver or the driver is giving me absolutely nothing. and I feel uncomfortable. Like, I'm sure you understand. So then I was like, I need a bike. And then during lockdown, I tried to buy a bike. All the fucking bikes in Melbourne were bought. Screaming. Absolutely screaming. So I was like, well, go- there goes that dream. And then fast, few, fast forward a few weeks, I went to a bought, a, can I speak? A bulk store, a bulk store. A Borg store. Is that where you buy the dogs? Let's try this again. I went to a bike store and at the bike store, this was the Sunday, there were just children everywhere and I'm not a child Stan, like each to their own. But when a child runs my foot over with a bike in a bike store, that is like rage, absolute rage, raging against the machine. The machine is this child on a bike um, and there's just so many people everywhere and I was never going to get service. No shoes, no shirt, no service. And I had shoes and a shirt and I didn't get service because there were so many people. So then I was like, okay, it's because the children are not at school. So if I go on a weekday, then I'll be able to get the bike. <sighs> so I go in the next day. I have a preconceived idea of what my ideal bike is. I'm thinking fixie single gear vibes. I'm just rolling around town a little bit slay, not too slay though. Um, just getting my errands done and giving the girls looks while doing it. Um, and I go there and there's some scary bike store men who just, like, they obviously know a lot about bikes. They're just very intimidating. I was like, I don't want to have a conversation with you because I am afraid basically being honest right here. Um, And then there was a, a bike store lady and she seemed really nice and approachable. And so I was waiting for her to be free. Eventually she was free. She came over to me and I said, can you just straight up tell me is this bike good or bad? So I showed her the one that I had picked out online and she was like, it's not good. And I was like, well, there we go. There's a spanner in the works. Now the anxiety is starting to really just shine through right now. And I was like, okay, well, do you have a suggestion? And she said, you need gears, babe. you need gears. You need to like have some gears so that you can go on uh, different inclines and all that jazz. And I was like, so true. You're absolutely right. I was clowning. I think it's because I thought that a single gear bike would be a lot cheaper. Turns out it wasn't. The one that I picked out was expensive for no reason. It was just like a little bit glam. That's why it was expensive. But she showed me this like geared bike that was cheaper. And... She was like, this one's good. I think you should take it for a test ride out the front. The fear. the absolute fear that seeped through my body when I realized it had been about six or seven years since I'd ridden a bike last, and suddenly I was like, "Holy shit, have I forgotten how to ride a fucking bike? And am I about to fall off a fucking bike in front of a bike store in Melbourne?" So she wheels the bike out the front. I'm having an absolute I'm a fucking panic attack going through a lot right now. Tom's house got broken into. Um, so we go out the front. I get on the bike. I'm turning the pedals. I, first of all, I fucking swing my leg over the bike, over the seat to get on the fucking bike. And I could feel her looking at me like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, just start the bike. I don't know what I thought I was giving. I was giving, getting, giving like getting on a horse. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I was under pressure. I panicked. So I got on the bike and I was spinning those little pedals and they were just not going anywhere. I was like, well, it's cause the gear is too low. I need to up the gear and I was doing it, but nothing was happening. So I was like, excuse me, how do I change the gears? And she was really nice about it. Shout out to the bestie. Um, so she showed me how to change the gear, the gears. We are truly fighting to speak in this episode of the podcast I'm sorry, everyone, that you have to deal with this. I don't know what's going on. I think I just suddenly had a lot of sugar all at once because I had ice cream with strawberry sauce and the strawberry sauce was actually very intense. And I just looked into the bowl and I saw pieces of carpet. There's carpet in my stomach now. If you heard me during the Pretty Little Liars video, I said there's carpet in my lungs. And I 100% believe that because one time I coughed up. That's a different story. I'm not getting to what I coughed up, but I coughed up and there was carpet. It's carpet when I blow my nose. This. No, we're not talking about the carpet. We're moving on anyway. So it turns out the chain fell off the bike and she was like, okay, let's just put the chain back on. Also. I'm just going to get the mechanics to give this bike a once over. So she wheels it to the back and then I'm waiting around and she comes back like 10 minutes later. And she says, it turns out this bike is faulty. Like it, There's something weird going on and I don't want to sell you a faulty bike, which first of all, love that that she's looking out for me. And she said, we have another one, like the same bike, just a different one that isn't faulty. So I'll get the mechanics to look at that and then we'll give you that one. So I'm like stunning, gorgeous. I'm going to go look at helmets. She wheels this second bike to the back, comes back, This one is also faulty. This entire line of bikes is faulty. So we need to take them off the shelves or something like that. And and we're not going to sell you a faulty bike. So I was like, whoa, the drama right now, the absolute scenes happening in this bike store. And then she was like, so what we'll do is we'll get you a better bike, but I'll do it cheaper for you because we've gone through all this drama. So I ended up getting a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous girls eat. What's the, what's the lyric? Gorgeous, gorgeous girls love soup. Flies chicken in the coop or whatever anyway so i get the expensive bike for a cheaper price also got a lock and i got a helmet the lock i initially had picked a um combination lock like a little like wheelie one and she was like these are shit you can cut through it so quickly so she recommended this like big chain one so i got that and then the helmet turns out i'm size xl skull is giving size xl So, that's fun. Like, what the fuck? I was like, I just found out that my skull is extra large. I got an extra large head. And I nearly couldn't ride a bike from a panic attack. So, what a day that was. Ugh. What else happened at the bike store? That's the basic summary. Uh, I ended up, like, pretty well off in terms of getting a good deal. And getting some good advice. So that was good. Now I'm a bike person. I went for a little ride and it was frightening to ride on the road because I felt like the people were gunning for me. And I have haters. I have enemies. You know, if one of the haters was driving a car and they saw me riding the bike on the road, like, I don't know what they're going to do. It's scary. So, whoa, right? Just whoa. Also, if you see me riding a bike in Melbourne, do not engage with that content. Mm -mm. Ignore that you saw me on the bike. I think me on a bike is suddenly, like it gives me the ick suddenly. I don't know why. It's not the case when I see someone else on a bike. I saw Troy Sivan on a bike and that seemed normal. just like, he's just biking around town. But for some reason, the visual of me hunched over on a bike is just the worst, most embarrassing thing in the world. So if you see me on a bike, you can either just ignore it or we can just, like, say hi and ignore the bike itself. That's that's probably the plan of action. Um, but, yeah, so there you go. I'm a biker now. <sighs> what else has happened since the last podcast episode? Adele put out 30. What do we think? I really enjoyed it. I... I'm very much a person that doesn't really engage with slow songs or sad songs. I mean, I, I can appreciate what a good song is, but I personally don't listen to a whole lot of slower, sad songs. I think it's just because I listen to music because I just want vibes. You know what I mean? So that's why I love like pop music, like real bubblegum pop type stuff. But I listened to the Adele album and I really liked it. Um, I wonder how she's going to go sales wise I saw something about the vinyl production like supply chain being cooked because of Adele and I was like I don't know if it's because of Adele I know she contributed to it but um, yeah I mean you got all these other people trying to do vinyls at the same time like Michael Jackson Taylor Swift Ed Sheeran ABBA I think was doing vinyls in the last six months so that's why they had to put the adele album release date when they did because they had to give like six months warning to the people who make the vinyls to start preparing because i think she wanted half a million units to be made like if there's anyone that's going to sell a physical copy of an album it's adele right absolutely speaking of adele and music. Let's have a look at the Billboard charts. I wanted to do a little charts check-in segment. I don't know how often we'll do this, but as you know, I love music and I love numbers and I love organizing things and making things better or worse than other things. Hence, Billboard chart. So let's jump on over to the Billboard website and have a look at that. We'll start with Billboard Hot 100, All Too Well Taylors version number one. This is for the week of November 27, 2021. So the tracking week for the week before, because we know how that works, right? Can I get a yes or a yes? If you recognize that terminology tracking week Friday to Friday, and then the chart comes out the next Monday. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so we've got a 10 minute song. I think this broke the record for the longest song to reach number one on the Billboard Hot 100. So congratulations to Slayla slayla swift i really enjoyed red Tail's version it's a long album like it's like two hours right it was a long album anyway and then with the extra tracks it comes out to about two hours and then we have the all too well 10 minute version with the video the, the short film which slayed it would probably win fucking movie of the year somehow so we have all too well which pushed Easy On Me down to two. Great song by Adele. Stay by The Kid, Leroy and Justin Bieber at number three. That is actually very impressive how long that song has been on the chart for. It's been on there for 19 weeks. Stable hit, some would say. Similarly, Industry Baby, Lil Nuts X and Jack Harlow, 17 weeks on the chart. Good for them. Good for them. Um... And then we have Smoking Out the Window, Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars and Anderson Park. Anderson Pack, Anderson Park, Anderson Pack, Pack Park. Park? Anyway, I loved the Silk Sonic album. Look, I love a little bit of those vibes. The little oops and choots. Silk Sonic, those kind of vibes. I really enjoyed it. Um, which was a bit longer though. Maybe like a couple more songs. Ed Sheeran, Bad Habits. I will not be talking about that. Ed Sheeran, Shivers. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe something is happening with that. I think something is happening with that because a lot of the locals don't like that song. And the locals and I have an inverse relationship in terms of songs. So I feel like there may be something there with shivers heat waves by glass animals. I fucking love that song. Um, I think that was number one on the triple J hottest triple. Is it hottest? 100. Yeah. Triple J hottest 100, which is like the Australian chart of popular music in the last year. So I think that was for 2020 because the chart is in January and you vote for the year. Yes, so interesting that this song has been steadily on the charts, still going up. Organic hit, Doa Leaper vibes, Doa Leaper. They should call that doing the Doa Leaper, doing the Doer. When you have like a song that's on the chart for like seventeen years and it gets number one, so this has been on the chart for forty-four weeks. It's at a peak, um, and at number eight. I want to where it's gonna go from there. I feel like it could definitely overtake the Ed Sheeran songs, but Silk Sonic's pretty stable, so I reckon Heat Waves will get to number six. Need to Know, Doja Cat, Stable Hit, number nine. And then number 10, Fancy Like by Walker Hayes. Sorry, do I know that song? It's getting weird. Um, Cold Heart, Elton John and Dua Lipa, fun Drake, way too sexy Good for you, Olivia Rodrigo You're right, Doja Cat Essence by WizKid Feet, Justin Bieber and Thames Now, I don't know if I recognise that song Anyway, that's the top 15 Um, I wanted to talk about the Billboard 200 But fucking Billboard is gatekeeping this now says, this chart is only available to pro subscribers. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to pay for Billboard. What? You're going to gatekeep these charts? Are you kidding me? I'll wait for PopCrave to tweet the list. Also, like, Billboard Pro, you get access to the articles and this chart and some other charts. The articles, every time I read a Billboard article, there's a spelling error or a grammar mistake. Like, I'm not going to pay for that shit. God, that was heated. Anyway. We can have a look at the billboard global 200 instead. So this is like a different chart. Oh, sorry. Different charting algorithm to the hot 100. Cause remember hot 100 is streams, sales and radio play inside the U S global implies global. Uh, so Taylor Swift is number one, all too well, Taylor's version. And then similarly we have easy on me and stay shivers is number four. Elton and Dua at number five. And then we have that love Nguan Titi song. Um, industry baby smoking out the window. Yeah. Pretty much the same. There are some different ones in here. My universe, Coldplay and BTS. I don't know if I like that song. I think it's one of those songs where if I hear it on the radio, I'm like, yeah, fun, but I'm not actively going out to listen to it. I think BTS's other songs more recent songs have been bigger hits to me didn't Ed Sheeran write permission to dance that seems like something that I read and I like that song guys what's happening why am I liking Ed Sheeran content it's getting weird that goes against everything it's not me but I'm not a hater for no reason like I have my reasons um but maybe i'm done hating i'm done hating um and the last thing i want to talk about before we get to talking about some spotify hello reddit confessions is adele and spotify because i saw that PopCrave tweeted this and let me know what you think following the release of 30 by adele spotify removed the shuffle button as the default option when playing albums Now listeners have to listen to every album's track list in order. And then Adele retweeted it and said, this was the only request I had in our ever-changing industry. We don't create albums with so much care and thought into our track listing for no reason. Our art tells a story and our story should be listened to as we intended. Thank you, Spotify, for listening. So some people are real fucking mad about this. Absolutely fucking furious. And I was just kind of like, I agree with Adele. But also the phrasing of this is weird because it's saying listeners have to listen to every album's track list in order. That's saying that you can't just add it to your own playlist. Like, if it's that big of a deal, add the songs to a playlist and shuffle the playlist. But then also, I don't think you're going to add every song to a playlist because there are some songs that you just don't really care about enough to get mad when you can't shuffle it. I don't know. Personally, when I listen to an album, I always listen, um, I was gonna say chronologically. (laughs) I don't think that's the right word. Chronologically implies like on a time scale, I guess it's kind of a time scale, but yeah, I always listen to it in order. My favorite albums at the moment are Troubled Paradise by Slater. Unlimited Ammo by Namasenda. And... Magdalena Bay. What is the album called? What is the album called? Let me look it up. This is important. I found one song and I was like, this is so absolutely gorgeous to me. Like, this is so excellent to me. And I want to tell the girls. Mercurial World by Magdalena Bay. And the song that I really liked was called Mercurial World. There's also one called Cherry, which is great. So, shout out to... Magdalena Bay. Also, of course, I've been listening to Ava Max and also Lady Gaga. What the hell is new? That's just correct. Morally correct. And also Kera Kera Benito. So there you go. Um, anyway, back to this discussion. People were really mad. They are like, I want to be able to shuffle. So... Yeah, I want to see what other people think. This really does not impact me at all because this is how I left to albums anyway. Um, and you can still shuffle playlists. Yeah. But yeah. All right. So something that I wanted to do on this podcast episode was talk about some Reddit confessions. The reason why I got here or the way I got here is because I was reading this reddit page called glitch in the matrix because i saw a tiktok where this girl was talking about seeing someone all the time and they both didn't know each other and they thought it was weird or something like that and then someone mentioned glitch in the matrix subreddit so i went and read it and it's all examples of people saying weird shit that's happened that kind of implies that they're in a simulation a lot of like seeing the same person over and over again in different, like very different places. Someone saw the same person in Japan and then saw them in Nashville the next week at a supermarket, like things like that, or um, like kids randomly just snapping into full sentences and conversational like deep topics for like a couple of minutes and then snapping out of it. And I'm just thinking these people are lying. Some of them I believe, some of them I'm just like, this is just a straight up lie. People just be lying out loud on the internet. People love to lie on the internet. I actually looked up, why do people lie on the internet? And someone literally said, I love lying on the internet because it makes me seem more fun than I actually am. And I was like, A, sad, be annoying. Just be more interesting. Stop lying. Do something interesting. Get a hobby. My interesting hobby at the moment, I can, well, should I say this? Yeah. Cause it's not illegal. I like locks. I like locks. Okay. I am a mechanical engineer. I love how mechanisms work. I love how locks work. So all I'm saying is if I have a combination lock, one of those spinny locks, maybe I can open it in less than five minutes. I don't know. I don't know. Like, sorry, get a better look. Sorry. Get a better lock. Like that's kind of on you. I don't know. I'm not going to do anything illegal with this skill, but I'm just saying it's something that I can do. It's a fun fact. Like if I get a new job and I'm like, then they say, go around the room, say fun facts. I'm not saying that I'm a YouTuber, though that's embarrassing. I will say, I can hack a combination log. Actually, that probably will sound weird as well. Let me workshop it and I'll get back to you. All right, let's have a look at some of these. Reddit confessions. Anyway, so yeah, I went from glitch in the matrix to confessions because I was like, people are just straight up lying. I wonder if people are lying in this confession subreddit. So I only want to read the fun ones. No sad cringe ones. I used to flatten my parents' tires so they couldn't take me to school. This is fun. I hated school growing up, but was lucky enough I didn't have to take the bus. And in the fourth to fifth grade, whenever I wasn't sick and really didn't want to go to school, that's when the night before coming inside from playing with my friends. How long is this sentence? I would either let the air out from the stem to make it look like the tire was flat or physically puncture it with something sharp to actually flatten it, savage. My mom didn't work and my dad worked from home, so they didn't have reason to get it fixed right away, which since it was early morning, so my mom would tell me not to worry about school that day and to go back to bed, but looking back, I probably cost them hundreds in patches, plugs, or whole new tires just because I didn't want to go to school. The way that this has been two sentences, I never confessed to them, but what I did, what I didn't, I never confessed to them what I did, but now whenever my mom would get a flat, she would text me and tell me to go back to bed. That school's off today. I can't read this, but you get the gist. They broke the tires. They slashed them, pop the tires, right? I used to run a fake report card cartel back in high school. This is going to be fun. I attended a private high school in Cape town, South Africa. I was a really decent student and my folks were really strict when it came to academics. One school term, I passed all but one class and I knew that my mom would be a raging animal if she sees that. Okay. Okay. So I came up with a plan. I had to somehow change that veil to a pass. I'm loving the dramatic like way this is written. Outsold that last post a hundred times. Like two weeks before the term ended, I purchased a new report card from the school's business office. Wait, you can, port, you can purchase them? Porches. Why am I adding O's to everything? Shout out to the Bork Shop. <sighs> Remember, the original one was in the school administrator's hands. I only had the new one I planned on filling up myself with all passing grades. I, however, couldn't use my handwriting for all 10 subjects we took in high school. Mm, as resourceful as I was, I convinced a few upperclassmen to help me with this, and they agreed. Long story short, my report card was filled with different handwriting signatures. <gasps> Genius vibes? Genius vibes. Now, the remaining task was having it stamped. This was the most important part of the whole con job. Without it, my parents would call my bluff. At this point, I had recruited my other friends that had failed hard that term. It was a small gang of failures trying to fake it till we make it. Not the small gang of failures. Tag yourself. (laughs) Tag yourself if you would fit in the small gang of failures. Amongst us was the teacher's pet. (gasps) Now, hold on. What's the teacher's pet doing and all that? He would act... He would... He was actually a school prefect and was liked by all the teachers. He used to frequent teachers' break rooms and offices, so he was perfect for stealing the school stamp. Why would he agree to that? It's giving lie. Anyway, they got away with it. And they just lied. Everyone loves lying. Everyone loves fucking lying. Everyone's lying all the time. Stop lying. Why are you fucking lying? No. Why are you always lying? No ignore that. This person says I used to write papers for people in history or social science related classes. My only caveat was that it had to be an elective for them. In other words, if they were a social sciences major, I wouldn't do it because I felt like they would need it. <gasps> wow. Responsible person trying to be a nurse wants a 20 page on the effects of social media on the Arab spring revolutions of 2010, 2011, $20 a page. Should I do this? No. I would slay though. Next one. I regret joining a gang. No. I scammed my grandma. No, go to hell. I was mad at my mum, so I mixed a tiny bit of salt into the sugar she used for coffee. Oh my god, savage. I was about eight or nine in this story and I got mad. At my mum because she yelled at me for something I didn't do. So when she left to go to the bathroom, I got a spoonful of salt and put it in the sugar jar she's used for coffee. Then shook the jar a bit. Oh my god. What would that taste like? What would happen if you put like a teaspoon of salt into a coffee? I don't want to know. No one actually do that shit to me. I go feral. Don't forget, I can pick a lock. That's a lie. I can do a combination lock at the moment that's not even relevant. Anyway, I stole a girl's textbook to make her pay a fee before graduation. Lord, okay. I've stolen 500 things, over $500 worth of things from Target. Guys, why can't I read? What's going on? Is there a thing such as, like, not being able to read once you become an adult, once you go over the age of flop, which is 25? Do you just, like, get old and can't read. Like, what's going on? This is happening all the time now. I keep mixing words and, like, skipping words, all that kind of shit. When I was 12, I opened one of those big mailboxes and poured a bunch of milk into it. <laughs> that's funny. I didn't have a reason to do it. That's even better. As a teenager, I still bread that was cooling early in the morning in front of a bakery. Wait, that's fun. I would do that. Just for the butter, right? I'm not really a bread stan. I bought a baguette from a French lady today, but that's because I like butter on bread. I have the perfect butter. It's called Lurpak, slightly salted. That shit just, mm, the deliciousness, unmatched. I would eat the butter out of the thing if I could. And if, and I wouldn't feel, if I, I would do it if it didn't make me feel gross, but it does, so I won't. QED. As a teenager, I used to steal bread. You already read that one. When I was 12, I poisoned and hospitalised my history teacher. Huh? One day in seventh grade, I found myself in my history teacher's supply room and I saw her coffee maker. I grabbed some janitorial cleaning solution for desks and sprayed six or seven pumps into her coffee pot. Oh my god! The next time I went to the class, we had a substitute teacher. I didn't think much about it until that substitute showed up day after day. I'd forgotten about the poisoning incident, so I'd put two tissues to together. I then learned from another student that our regular teacher was very sick, was in hospital. Holy shit! You're going to prison. I scammed my elementary school and lied to everyone. Nor seven years ago, I took Lowe's gift card from dead grandma's house. No, in seventh grade, I pulled a fire alarm at school and forced another kid to confess to it. This is some fun shit. The kid got suspended from school and put on probation for a year. I looked for him on social media years later to apologize, but never found him. What's something that I've got? Hmm. Maybe one time someone broke their nose and maybe I was partially responsible. That's all you're getting. Yeah. Primary school was wild. I remember someone kicked a soccer ball into a teacher's face and her nose broke. That wasn't me. It was a friend of mine and it was actually very funny. Like, sorry. Just like the series of events was very funny, but she's fine. I'm assuming, I don't know. God, imagine if you broke your nose cause someone kicked a ball into your face. Like that would suck truly. Right. I stole more than a hundred dollars of my parents' money for drugs, and was high at my aunt's funeral. Nor, nor. Okay, these people are menaces. People just be lying out loud, as I said. Like they can't be stopped. Where's Rice gum when you need them? Rice Gun would be like, these kids need to be stopped, and they do. It's true. I was going to say the only child that doesn't need to be stopped is Jojo Siwa. She can continue. But I don't think Jojo Siwa is a child anymore. Jojo Siwa. She's 18. What's her net worth? Jojo Siwa net worth, 20 million. Ooh. Slay Jojo. Good for you, though. Good for you, claps for Jojo, everyone. Exactly. Um, I actually think I will end the episode of the podcast there because I'm going to give you two episodes this week. So keep an ear out for the next episode of the podcast. If everything goes to plan, there'll be an absolutely breathtaking, iconic little interview moment slash um a podcast with a special guest. Yeah. It's not so much interview, it's more so podcast with a special guest if everything goes to plan. Very excited about it. So, yes. Um, Thank you all for listening to the podcast. If you haven't watched my Pretty Little Liars video, that's where I've been this whole time and that might be fun for you to watch and or listen to. Um, But yes, stay groovy, stay fresh and I will talk to you all soon. Peace out. Bye.